the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. Welcome to this week's edition of Black and White Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. The red trickle. If we can even call it a trickle. Um, ooh, I, I, I really don't know where to begin. We got our butts handed to us here in the state of Illinois. We got our butts handed to us. And I, I'm going to go over this election. I got some numbers here. I've, 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 I've been talking to my buddy, the Secret Squirrel, John Reeves, um, since the election night. And as you guys know, I was on, um, I was on on election night with Mark Vargas, Eric Con, Eric Cohn, and it was one more person. Bruce Dumont would come in and out. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not going to lie. When initially, as soon as we got on the air, the AP had called the race for Governor J.B. Pritzker. And we're looking at each other like, what the? And then John Reeves reminded me that he and I had this conversation. We had this conversation about how quickly this race, these races would be called because of early voting and mail-in balloting. The 2022 midterm election, the 2022 gubernatorial race was already won prior to election day. And I got the numbers sitting right here in front of me. If you're looking on the feed, I have the numbers sitting here. Right in front of me. And we're going to go through that throughout this show. Unless, you know, sometimes my buddy, the troublemaker, who's live in studio with me, sometimes he, he kind of shifts the show with some of the stuff that he brings up and he, oh, he wants to discuss. But I do want to spend some time because I think this is a learning lesson. Uh, initially, um, my good friend, former state representative Ron Sandek, sent me a text saying, are you done yet? <laughs> you still pretty much. Are you still optimistic about the state of Illinois? I'm surprised the troublemaker didn't do that to me. Um, initially, the first couple of days, uh, it stung. It hurt. I'm not going to lie to you because I thought this was our moment. I thought this was our time. I thought that the the many mama bears. I thought the kids who lost so much of their education. So much of their experience through high school, I thought they would come out. One of the biggest problems that, uh, and one of the reasons why we didn't make it closer, Republicans did not come out. And if they did, they voted Democrat. Yes, you heard me. 
I got numbers to show that there was a lot of people who, who what, what are called swing voters, voters, voted Democrat, voted for Pritzker. In a time and in a moment when we've lost so much in this state and across this country, the people double down on tyranny. Think about that for one minute. That's why I took my 120 life prior to this, 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 this show starting because I, I figured I'd get pumped up. I'd probably get too pumped up today. Because we had some good candidates in some of these positions and some, some of these people that ran. And it frustrates me that people didn't take this election serious enough. That we couldn't get rid of these tyrannical leaders across this country. Especially here in the state of Illinois. I told, um, <laughs> I, I got to look at the name of Sean Thompson's um, real estate agency, state, state agency down in Florida. I said on the, on the election night. Liberty Real Estate Services. I said I may have to be in contact with Liberty Real Estate Services and Sean Thompson's um, down in Florida because it may be time to move. And then I, you know, a couple of days, a couple of days later, I, I rethought that. I'm a fighter. I still believe, Valon. I know you're gonna say something about me. I still believe Illinois is worth fighting for. You know, troublemaker. You know, you you you're just as bad as a lot of the great fighters in history, Roy Jones, and <laughs> didn't, all, know when was, <laughs> didn't know when to stop. And they just, the next thing you know, their, their perfect record, or if they only had like one or two losses, turned into 11, 13 losses. But before their brain kicks in and say, well, I need to give it up. I need to hang up the gloves. Look, look, excuse me for a second. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay. I, I'm sorry. I had something caught in my throat. But I, 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 I want you to understand something. A lot of you hosts don't get it. Uh-oh. You don't get it. You know, you all pushed off the top issues were crime, inflation, uh, the economy. You did not understand, and only Amy Jacobson understood, that this abortion issue will cut into anything. When so- when someone thinks that their rights are going to be taken away from them, even if it's the right to kill their own baby, you are going to lose. So, they made people think that Social Security was going to be taken. You know, Medicare, well, they, they're going to make it inexpensive for them to get their medicine. Look, that's what people but care about. We, t- we talked about all the stuff on this show. Yes, we, we have. did. We have. We but, talked about abortion. But you have people that. They have a disconnect because they only see it their way. I wasn't talking to. Wait, a- wait, wait, before, before you go into your next, hold, hold that thought. Okay. Because you brought up Amy Jacobson. Yeah. I think Amy Jacobson, um, I wonder if Dan Prof paid her $100 because Amy Jacobson, Amy Jacobson hit it square on the head way back when, when she said this. Can we make a bet? Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. How much do you want to bet? $100. Uh, how about a million? I don't have a million. Yeah, exactly. You, you, do you have a hundred? Because I'm going to make you pay. You're going to pay. This is your no, will, pass okay, on this here. one. All right. Yeah. All right. Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. All right. Abortion will be the number one issue. For you. <laughs> that's yeah. the, that's the bet you want to make. Oh, uh, I'll say top two. Abortion will be a top two issue. Come on, November on the issue matrix, abortion will be top two oh, in yeah. the general election. Okay. Yep. What did conservatives say? It was number six. Yeah, way six. down, way down on the list. And there's no other excla- exclamation. Uh, um, 
There's no other explanation. Explanation. <laughs> there's there's not another one. I don't care because because it doesn't even matter now because they see how bad they've been beaten. There's no other reason why you lost and we're still at fifty, or you may have a six seat majority in the house and you don't know what McCarthy's going to do if he's going to push hard or not. Listen, you you got to understand. Scalise, that's why I want Scalise. Yeah, well, that's not going to happen. He signed off. They, they're talking about making him majority leader, maybe. I know. I know. You know, so we don't know what's going to happen with all of that if if we take the Senate. So people need to understand. Get out of your own way. Yeah. I understand people are principled. They have super values, and they they want to purge the party of the elites and the, 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 the moderate Republicans and all of that. But this party is fractured. And if it stays fractured this way, this this fracture is going to expand beyond Illinois. It's going to expand nationwide. And we're going to lose more, more, and more. You're going to have to mend this rift some kind of way. Some kind of way. Yeah. I don't know, what's, I don't know what it's going to take, John. Maybe yeah. you can tell me. Well, when we come back from break, there's an article that was written over at the conservativelivetreehouse.com. And the name of the article was Big Picture 2022 Midterms Election Highlight the different, the Distinct Difference Between Ballots and Votes. The Distinct Difference Between Ballots and Votes. As you can see, I've highlighted this article mm-hmm. because there were some great points made in here. And well, we got about a minute left. So, Villan, yeah. you, you ready to hear this? Yes. You sure? Yes. You sure you're ready to hit it? I'm ready. You sure? Yeah. You positive? I need I need some kind of exclamation. <laughs> Another what? Exclamation. 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 Missed it by that much. <laughs> I thought I was bad in the nuts. Well, we need to we need to laugh, hey, man. Hey, I know. Hey, uh, hey, Hoff Daddy. Um, what's his guy's name from Rockford? Uh, Harry Norman Norman from Rockford he, That's what he's talking about He probably think I'm Villan No, no But Villan I'm going to show you something my, my, my buddy John Reeves Listen to this really quickly um, As of he, he did it 11-5 2022 He says We had at 11, on, 11, on November 5th We had 1.1 million Outstanding Republican ballots They had not cast that ballot Right mm-hmm. He then laid out this Illinois is a 29-point Democrat state, and we are currently 43 points underwater. How can we expect to win Illinois when we spot the Democrats 43 points in the pre-election? There are 7.2 million registered voters in the state of Illinois. 2.5 of that is Democrat. 1.4 of that is Republican. 2.4 of that is Independents. The election was lost prior to election day because Democrats understand the distinct difference between ballots and votes. You listen in the black and right. Mitchell, Michael, hold the line. We'll take your call when we get back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Still optimistic about the great state of Illinois, the land of Lincoln. I do believe. I'm a, I'm a believer, Philon. John, Go I, got, I got one last thing to add to my comment. What you said on election night 
it just it stays in my heart. We, no, no, no. I'm I'm for real, man. This generation of people is a emotional people, and and until Republicans learn how to articulate a message to tell these people how they can help them or how they care about them, the Democrats win the day. And I and I'm gonna say it because of this one issue. Uh-huh. You have. Okay, they they can appeal to the black people their own businesses. Okay, the Republicans are good at that. But what about the middle class working black people, the working class black people, and the working poor? These are people that work, and they vote Democrat. How can't you appeal to people that have jobs? You can't even go into the com- community and get the vote of people who work. Right. So so miss me with all this other garbage. Okay. It's facts. Okay. You have a lot of facts on your side, right, but you they're ready? not penetrating. You ready? Yes. Messaging is very important. But until we get what I'm getting ready to discuss now, until we get a knowledge and understanding and get off of our heinies and get out there and or butts and get out there and do this, <laughs> none of messaging will matter. Right. Here it is. And think about this. I want you to think about what, I, what I'm getting ready to say, because I've highlighted some key points that I want to. Okay. Where votes were the focus, the Biden administration suffered losses. Where ballots were the focus, the Biden administration won. There are two states that stand out, Michigan and Pennsylvania. Now watch this. Since the advent of ballot-centric focus through mail-in and collection drop-off processes, votes have become, have become increasingly less valuable Amid the organizers who wish to control election outcomes, as a direct and specific result, ballot collection has become the key to Democrat Party success. The effort to attain votes for candidates is less important than the strategy of collecting ballots. Watch this. The system of ballot distribution and collection is far more susceptible to control than the traditional system of votes cast at precincts. I'm not done. A vote cannot be cast by a person who is no longer alive or no longer lives in the area. However, a ballot can be sent, completed, and returned regardless of the status of the initially attributed and or registered individual. Watch this, Vilan. I'm going somewhere. (laughs) The controversial 2020 election showed the result of making ballots the strategy for electoral success. Under the justification of COVID-19 mitigation, mail-in ballots took center stage. Ballot harvesting by Democrat, Democrat operations was one term for the outcome. Democrat Party officials and political activist groups knew how to exploit the opportunities within the new system of ballot distribution and collection. And when you combine that with a massive legal pressure campaign to accept any and all forms of ballots, well, you can see how they are dependent. When ballot organization becomes more important than vote winning, you modify your electoral campaign approaches accordingly. It might sound simplistic, simplistic, but inside the distinct difference between ballots and votes, you will find why refusing debates is a successful strategy. Think about it. You saw this, right? Yeah. How many people didn't want to debate? If they did debate, they did how many? One. One debate. If you are trying to win votes, you could never fathom, fathom campaign success by refusing to debate an opponent. However, if your focus is centered around ballot collection, the debate is essentially irrelevant. Here's where, here's where, here's where it gets good. If Democrats had to win individual votes to gain election success, 
they will be at a disadvantage. Look at Florida. Look at Texas. Mm-hmm. As long as Democrats, that's, that's my, I put that input in there. As long as the Democrats only need to gather ballots, they have a path to winning elections. The process of electioneering are all modified accordingly. Campaigning, advertising, promoting, debating, handshaking, crowd attendance, and venue for rallies, along with physically meeting people and convincing them of your worth, are only important if you're trying to win votes. Fortunately for Democrats, modern electioneering via ballot collection does not require these arcane efforts. So in the larger picture of what you, you now see in elections, Democrats have stopped wasting time doing them. Joe Biden campaigning from his basement. And here's the, here's the final, final point. And this is why I say messaging is important. Republicans had the messaging this time and yet still lost in, in, a, in a lot of key areas. Republicans are running around trying to convince people and win votes. Meanwhile, who needs voters? Democrats have skipped all of that old-fashioned stuff and modified all of their electioneering system to quietly and efficiently collect ballots. November 8th was that outcome. Well, every candidate that came on this show, John, what did I do? I asked them one question. How are you going to get past the early voting and the mail-in ballots? They have you sandwiched. You're sandwiched because the only thing you care about is getting votes while they're getting people to vote early that doesn't even that don't even know all the facts and then people to mail in ballots that they're going to collect at the last minute. You can't win in Illinois. That's why I said that you're a punch drunk fighter. No, you can win in Illinois if you develop the system. We didn't. There was. Listen, Milan, across this country, specifically here in the state of Illinois, we had no early vote. You know how I know I do print mail design. I was waiting. I was asking um, candidates, where's your early voting strategy? Where's your mail-in ballot strategy? Not a lot of them had it, Verlon. Democrats, they do. If you don't think this was, listen, they get it. Mm -hmm. Republicans don't. Not only did Republicans did not come out. Remember, we're already down 43 points Mm -hmm. prior to election day, right? Mm -hmm. 43. Now listen, as of 8-5, Early voters, there were 601,000 of them. Listen to this. Listen to this number. Okay. 325,000 were Democrats. 183 were Republicans. Independents, 92,000. Right? Mm-hmm. So that we were already down prior to Election Day. Right? Right. So where was the strategy? We had no apparatus. We had no infrastructure built. It can be done. Vilan. You know those Republicans that, that sat out? Why couldn't we focus in on them? You know, here are my hands right now. My friend John Reese put together a poll watcher book. How do you know who you're going to How do you know who hasn't voted if you're just going there empty-handed and don't even know who's voted? Right. He created an entire poll watching book for, du, for, for DuPage County. Mm-hmm. You see it, right? I'm looking at it. That's where we're at, Vilan. I'm sorry. I know I got in, I got off in a little tangent, <laughs> but this was our opportunity. This was a missed opportunity, Vilan. Yeah. Right. It was a missed opportunity all over the nation. It just this is a blue state, man. It's dark blue now. There's no recovering. You can you can you can uh, rant and rave about it over there, but it's over, man. It's over. It's not over. It, well, okay. It's not okay, Vilan. <laughs> you want to hear something? Yeah. How many registered Republicans do you think are in the city of Chicago? The city of Chicago. I don't know. Take a wild stab at it. 
How many registered registered Republicans? Re- registered Republicans, Republicans are in, the, in 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 Cook County. In Cook County, I would say a hundred thousand. <laughs> go down. I, I was gonna go down at first. Fifty thousand. Seventy. Seventy thousand five hundred and twenty nine registered Republicans in the city of Chicago. How many do you think are there in Cook County? Fifty. Two hundred and sixty six thousand. Mm. Wrong. Mm. Two hundred and sixty six thousand. Okay. Now in Chicago pre election, there were three hundred and sixty eight thousand people who had voted. Two hundred and ninety five thousand of that three hundred and sixty eight had were Democrats. Okay. Only twenty four thousand in Chicago. Mm hmm. The voters are out there. Republicans are not reaching them. Now, let's go back. Why aren't they not reaching them? It's their message. Okay. And when they, when they do when they do go out, like Amy said it. Amy called it. We called it. We said it. We talked about it on this show that abortion would be an issue. Yeah. Yeah, we did. But instead of talking about abortion, because in Illinois, nothing could be changed. Right. What we should have pivoted on, and we've talked about this. My 13-year-old child can go and have an abortion without me knowing about it. Right. Taxpaying dollars are paying for abortion here in the state of Illinois. But that's we we focus in what was the pushback? Did you hear Huff Daddy, did you hear any pushback from the Republicans on, on any of this abortion issue? For an issue that House Bill forty takes complete care of. Yeah. House Bill forty says abortion is the law of the land in the state of Illinois. We had so much that we could have taken this out, taken these, these tyrannical leaders out. But here it is. And you know, did you not know that J.B. Pritzker signed another declaration, November 10th, extending his powers? Yeah, yeah, we talked about it. No, he just did again. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Mitchell, Mike, Mark, I'll, I promise you I'll get you after the break. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony. Uh, on AM560, the answer. Welcome back. Black and Right Radio on AM560, the answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. I'm actually enjoying this new time, 4 to 7. I really am. Villan went and got his surprise guest. He's, he invited somebody to come on the show, so he went down to the downstairs to, to allow the person to go in. So let's go to the phone lines. Mitchell from Des Plains. Mitchell, what's up, buddy? Hey there, uh, John. First of all, you have to keep in mind that Pritzker is never going to um, be okay with having to rely on his voters. So what he does is that you understand Pritzker, Fat Albert, is such a control freak, and because the stakes are so high, why do you think that he he was named the winner like after the plo- the you know the polls closed so quickly? It's because it's an inside job. Yeah. I mean, you got, you're dealing with a corrupt state. Pritzker has all of the union votes. He has all of Cook County, okay? So he knows that that in itself, if he got every Republican downstate, he still, that's not going to over, you know, take the election. So he knows, based on 2016, that they can't allow a guy like Trump to get elected because it throws off their agenda. Now, yeah. this is, look at the state of Illinois. In 1960, John, how do you think Kennedy wins? By yeah. Sam Giancana in Chicago and Daly. And the ballots that okay. still yeah. sit in, hey, hey, hey. and the ballots that still sit in the bottom of the Chicago River. <laughs> yeah. And my point is that they, so this idea that you're upset that the Republicans No, they probably did come out and vote. Because if you look at no, basically what happened over or okay, but I'm saying is that there's such a you're never gonna get a fair shake, is my point. When it comes to what I call integrity with elections, there is none. 
So you can yell at all these Republicans and independents, but they weren't the part of the story that matters. What matters is the fact that you're up against a corrupt state that's always going to go under Pritzker. Because you know why? It's not just about his money and his wealth and his power. It's about his control. Yeah. He's a fat slob. That he's maniacal with regards to control. So he's not going to be lying on his voters. Yes. They learned that with Clinton in 16. So my point is that, you know, you got to just fight the fire, lead by example, but don't rely on these elections because they're totally corrupt. Do you hear what I'm saying here, Daniel? I hear you, Mitchell, loud and clear. I don't know <laughs> Thanks, what brother. we're <laughs> Thanks for calling. Uh, and, you know, I, and, um, what I said on election night, out-migration, we've lost so many patriots to Florida, to Texas, to Tennessee, to Arizona. You know, <laughs> Ron, uh, what's his name? Um, DeSantis said, um, you know, somebody, uh, there was an article about how he won convincingly. I said, yeah, because a lot of Illinois patriots, a lot of Illinois conservatives are down there helping with it. Come on, man. Uh, you about to say something, Hoff Daddy? No, I'm, I'm always saying something. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Michael from the South Side. Hey, so enjoy hanging out with you at the Freedom Summit. You guys missed the Freedom Summit. You missed the treat. Uh, it was it was well attended. Um, the speakers were were amazing, and uh, you missed a good time. Welcome back, Mike. How's it going, Michael? John, uh, Verlon, I hope uh, both of you are well. It was uh, very nice to hang out with both of you at the Freedom Summit. I got a great deal out of it, and I was totally stoked <laughs> until Tuesday. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make uh, two very uh, basic points. Uh, I have to compliment Verlon. Uh, Verlon uh, called it right on Wednesday night when he pointed out that, uh, you know, people, the people who voted Democrat on Tuesday, well, they deserve what they get. Yeah. Bottom, they bottom line. And number two, and I think this is very important, I, I got to be honest with you, I think uh, the Democrats outfoxed the Republicans. Well, they've, they've uh, been doing that for, for a couple of decades now. Yeah, exactly. And every cheap stunt that the Democrats pulled over the last several months worked. Yeah. You know, the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, the student loans, uh, Biden's speeches, uh, uh, Biden artificially lowering gas prices uh, yeah. by draining from the strategic uh, petroleum uh, reserve. You know, um, you know, these these looked like cheap stunts and uh, desperation at the time. But to right. be honest with you and to get back to Verlon's point. These these help play on people's emotions, and quite frankly, they work. And I think the Republicans got cocky and overlooked the uh, strategy. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, Mike. Thanks so much for calling. Uh, Signor, I mean, he says on on the YouTube, he says he talking about our station though. But I think this is overall. I think I think what you saw from the Republicans is no answers, only complaints. They only expose what was happening in the in, in the state of Illinois and some places across the country. But what did they offer? They, what was offered to the people to say, because there's no brand identity, especially here in the state of Illinois. We have no identity. Who who are the what? Who? 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 You know, let me say it this way. Who? Who is the Republican Party? Who are the Republican members? What is the message? What are we? What are we telling people who we are and what we can do? Not so much for them, but for the state. Did you hear that? When you say the word offer, all I know, I, I know what you think. No, no, no. All I can think of is when I brought Dennis Rebelletti up to my job. Hey, Rebelletti. Rebelletti up to my job. He's Italian. <laughs> I know he's Those Italian names, man, you know, it rolls off the tongue. But when I brought him up to my job, I think about that young girl when she walked up to him and she was huffing and puffing and said, what can you offer me for my vote? What are you going to do for me? Yeah. He couldn't, he couldn't 
say what he could do for her. Right. I mean, you know, he was like, tell me what you want done. And she couldn't tell him what she wanted done. It was going both ways. People want to know how you can help them. Yeah. I know that's a foreign word to Republicans, but help and care are words that black people feel and Democrats monopolize that, that's word. that word. That's that word feel. That's that word feel. Um, <laughs> you, you got a special guest in here right now. We're yes, quick. we do. <laughs> we, we have. Hey, hey, no, no, no. We, oh, we, we'll uh, introduce him after the break. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, Mark, man on the street. Hold on. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Switch your attitude. Go ahead, level up yourself. I have not removed his music from my lineup. Kanye, Kyrie. You're listening to Black and White Radio. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker who's causing trouble already. I have to. You know you're causing trouble, right? I do. I'm about to call some more true. Oh boy. Let's go. Let's let's get Mark off the line because Mark's been holding for too long. Yes. Man on the street, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, it's Mark Weirmuller, man on the street. Hey, I've got two articles I'm working on in Illinois Review this week. We're moving past the election. We've got to get to work, and I'm here to fight with you, John. Uh, fight for Illinois. I'm not going anywhere. Come on. My first article is, is about uh, the ballot boxes I witnessed at Wrigley Field uh, on Election Day. I watched people all day. I stopped there several times dropping ballots in there. A lot of people had several ballots. So this is just incredible. I can't believe that they have ballot boxes this was outside of Wrigley Field. So that's part of it. And then I got in a big hassle voting over the Sharpie pen thing. And it's bleeding through. It doesn't read right. So I'll be writing about that. So that's one of my articles. My other article, I went to see Liz Cheney speak yesterday at the University of Chicago. They have a whole speaker series. In fact, in two weeks, Mike Pence is going to speak on February 29th. You're talking about Democrat Liz Cheney? <laughs> yeah, Liz Cheney, former congressman. That was in it uh, during the Q&A. Uh, some of the students from the Chicago Thinker and the uh, College Republicans put her on the spot. And, uh, oh, my gosh, the whole speech was, and you can watch on YouTube. I'll put the link on the Facebook link. Okay. But uh, the whole thing was about how uh, she doesn't like Trump, and she doesn't like uh, Ron DeSantis either. Yeah. I mean, I was just amazed. And, uh, you know, it's just it was interesting to see. It was painful. But that's, uh, <laughs> that's what I'll be writing about, IllinoisReview.com. I'm going to hang up because I want to hear who your special guest is. Uh-oh, uh-oh, is. uh-oh. Vilan, you want to introduce your special guest? Yes, I do. They're not going to yell at me this time. Uh, I want to introduce. Uh, and I have a name for him already. Uh-oh. Because the other guy isn't using it anymore. Oh, God. So I want to introduce America's mayor, Richard Irvin. Uh-oh. Because I, I want to ask a question. Who's a better mayor? It's not Lori Lightfoot. And it's not your guy, in New York, we got a brand. Oh, come on. I, we got a brand. No. I'm going to okay. hang that time over out, your head time out, time out, time out. Eric Adams. I said, let's give him, a, give him an opportunity. Uh-huh. And he disappointed. As I, soon as he walked into office, he disappointed. That's three martinis, man. I want my martini. Okay, whatever. Go ahead. But America's mayor, you can't name one better, Richard Irvin. How's it going, Richard? I'm doing just fine. Thanks for having me on again. No problem. Uh, Appreciate being with you, fellas. Mayor, what are your thoughts on this election? Hey, man, well, you know, uh, the Republicans got spanked throughout the country, you know, and, and you know, even more so here in Illinois. And I agree. I'll, I'll say what, I, what I've said a number of times, and I'll, and I'll keep saying this. This isn't a red state. This isn't even a purple state. No. This is a blue state. 
However, even in this blue state, you know, they've shown uh, our, our voters have shown that they want balance and they're they would be willing and want to elect a Republican yeah. statewide. They've done it, done it a number of times, you know, time and time again to create that balance, because we see when when that we don't have that balance. We have things like the Safety Act that are enacted by the Democratic Party because they've got ultimate control. They've got super majority. You know, and when we see not just that we see, we we. We see that they introduce ideas to raise raise taxes, you know, with they call, you know, something we need to balance the budget, the budget that they continue, continue to run into the ground. Right. You know, and, 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 and abuse and uh, and bloat. So what the question is, how do we get crossover appeal? How do we get someone elected as a Republican statewide? Well, we as Republicans have to actually come up with a plan. We have to have an action plan, and we have to have real policy. It's not just enough to say Democrats are bad. And we yeah, don't I, mean, like I, mean, I mean, I don't mean to interrupt you, but what you know, because I, you heard me what I just said. We, th- what was the plan? What are we? What should? What? What is it that we should offer the to to have, especially the independents? Because there, I really don't think we we have to worry about the Democrats. There are enough independents in the state of Illinois. Independents outnumber us. Absolutely. What should be our message? Well, tell you what, we just happen to be in the state of Illinois, yeah. the land of Lincoln. Yes, we can just go back to the basics. Yeah, Lincoln, Republicans, politics, and what did he? What did, what did he? Lincoln found the Republican Party on unity, tolerance, yeah. and constitutional responsibility. Yeah. And you just called me, you know, one of the one of the better mayors throughout <laughs> the state, throughout the throughout the state and country. Let me tell you what, what I did. I focused on three simple pillars: safety. Supporting our police instead of maligning them, yeah. you know, supporting them instead, instead of dogging them constantly. Uh, we've got more police in Aurora on our force now than the history of our city, and we're the safest now than we've ever been. Economic development, jobs and opportunities, you know, and, and education, yeah. making sure our kids have equal educa- education. We've got to ask the Democrats who have been in power for so long and who have super, super majority, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. For, and they won't have an answer. For the first time a month ago, I came out to your city and hung out. It's a beautiful city. It really is. For the first time in my life. And I'm like, damn. It's, it's become it's a beautiful nice. city. It's become. <laughs> okay. Well, well now. Well, I tell you, just not too long ago, we had, you know, close to 30 murders a year. We we're yeah. one of the most violent cities in America. You know, one of the worst cities to get educated in America. One of the most worst cities to raise a family. Now we've turned all that around and we're the best. One of the best cities to raise a family. One of the best cities to get education. One of the safest cities in America. And I don't just say that. You know, the, the, the professionals that, that run these polls throughout the country, they say that. See, sometimes you have to see it for yourself because sometimes you can listen to people and they'll dog it and dog it and dog it. And next thing you know, when you get there, you're like, that's not what that's not like what they said it was. And it's not. I mean, you have a nice city. Yeah. You know, last time I was on, on the show, I, I you and I, we, I think we all agreed. If the Republicans talk about what's important to the average Illinoisan throughout the state, we will win every time. We got to talk about reducing taxes. We got to talk about education. We got to talk about those things that are important, those kitchen table issues yeah. and pocketbook issues that make a difference did in we people's do that? everyday lives. Did we do that? We election? did not. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know I, w- I want to open up the phone lines too. 312 <laughs> I want to know how you felt about this election um, that happened on Tuesday. Um, I'm not gonna lie. You know, Phil from Phil from Blue Island said, "When you get your bus ki- butt kicked, you have to admit it." Hey, I admit it. We, I think the mayor just admitted it. Villan admitted it. I admitted it. We got our butts handed to us on Tuesday night. Um, in some in some areas, we did well. We got four congressional seats in New York. Nobody was expecting that. That was four flips in New York. 
took out the guy who was running all the congressional candidates in from New York. You listen to them black and right. Craig from Mount Greenwood, I'll take your call when we get back. We now return to Black and Right on AM 560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio. Got to get my, got to get that smooth radio voice going there, Villan. Because my boy whooped your boy, Listen, George you Michaels. Are stuck in- yeah, thank you, thank you for cutting this mic off. We, I appreciate that. Pleased to be joined in the studio with the troublemaker and America's mayor. That's his name. That's right. Hey, oh, you said my Rudy Giuliani doesn't use it anymore. It's over. It's over. Okay. <laughs> Let's go back to the phone lines really quickly. Craig from Mount Greenwood. Welcome to Black and Right. Oh, hey, John and Vilan. How's it going? Vilan and so well. I, I talked to you a couple of times when you uh, fill in uh, with Amy when Dan's yes. not around. Uh, good to hear you. Thank you. What's up? So uh, my thought on all this is, um, you know, the uh, level of corruption is so endemic in it. I don't believe, and what I mean by that, um, the corruption everywhere, the three-letter agencies, I mean, Department of Justice, the FBI, the thing. I mean, so the whole, like, government is all messed up. And then all the states that are that have uh, Democrats in high places, they're all in. They're all connected. It's like a, it's that mafia, like Sean talks about all the time. It is a mafia. And the mafia goes, spreads out. It isn't just in one place. It's in other uh, neighborhoods, other, uh, you know, states, other, you know, it's, it's all over the place. like an octopus. And so they control this voting cheating. And they got all kinds of angles to cheat. So my uh, my thought is is that no matter what we do, they got us. I mean, they got us with, hey, the, Craig. with the cheating. I got hope, man. Uh, hey, Craig, you got to stop yelling into your phone. You're destroying that microphone slowly but surely. <laughs> Let's go to George from Mount Greenwood. George, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, what's going on, guys? Love the show. Thank you. You, you know, at gunpoint, I wouldn't have voted for Pritz, for Pritzker. But I got to say, Bailey ran the worst campaign. It's just disappointing. I voted for America's mayor because I, I, I thought he had a better chance of uh, beating Pritzker. If you took a poll in, the, in, in Chicago and you asked just a common person, do you know about the, safe, the so-called safety act? I bet you probably half them didn't know it. The marketing was horrible. If he would have blitzed information what a disaster this upcoming safety act is i think he could have won yeah all right thanks so much for calling george and george you sound like a first time caller thank you let's go to glenn from milwaukee glenn welcome to black and right yeah i love your show john and berlin how's it going good here's the thing what you got to do is like i told your call screener milwaukee is just as corrupt as, as uh is uh, Chicago? Yeah. They 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 act like twins. See, they do that stuff. Okay, but here's what we got to do: you got to go and get the Senate. We got to get the Senate. We got to get Herschel Walker in there That's and right. get at least a couple, two top senators, and then you take those senators and you get them to be on offense all the while. See, we're always on a defense. <laughs> You know, when, when when they say they got, well, you know, we, they won the election, and then our, our rhino senators that are in there, well, you know, <laughs> they don't want to do anything. We don't want to rock the ship, you know. If that was me, we would rock the ship, believe me. <laughs> Thanks so much for calling, Glenn. Um, you know, 
I, I, I do think we not only do we have to go on offense, we have to have a plan. I want to know getting Herschel in there without a plan does what? Removing Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House without a plan does what? Because 2024 is right around the corner. What is our plan? How? What? What? What are the solutions to what ails our country and our state? I want to hear more about that from you, America's Mayor Richard Irving. When we get back, second hour coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back. Hour 2 of Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker, the America's Mayor, Richard Irving, and my friend, Dennis Reveletti. 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 What, what does he call you? Reveletti? Reveletti? What'd you call him? I called him Re- oh Reveletti. No, God. you did. Reveletti. 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 That's what you call no, him. No, I didn't say Reveletti. Reveletti. Hey, if you missed the first hour, head over to 560theanswer.com. Download the podcast. You don't have to sit through any of the commercials. Um, it's Give us a call, 312-642-5600. That's 312-642-5600. Um, this election was it was tough. It was tough. Um, former rep, Rebeletti, what are your thoughts about this election? Rebeletti, what are your thoughts about this? What, what, what are your thoughts about this election? Oh, he, he can't talk yeah, yet. His lights are out. Yeah, oh, okay. That's okay. Um, let's go to the phone lines then. Let's go, uh, let's go to, is it Aris from Carroll Stream? Aris from Carroll Stream. Yeah, John, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, my man. Uh, th- uh, hello to everybody uh, in the studio, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Verlon. How's so it going? I, what I wanted to bring up, John, was, I mean, to your point, what's the plan? And that, that's, that's a great question, and that's been the question for 15, 20 years, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, a buddy of mine is in Arizona with this whole Cary Lake thing right now. And, and you know, what, what I'm hearing from the TV is all this, I mean, which is, I think, there's still a lot of positivity, but... From his side, what he's saying is, look, a lot of the people there are, are really kind of questioning. And, and it's, 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 it's uh, amazing to me that someone would even question, like a conservative, putting Cobbs in versus Lake. But a lot of people are saying, what is Carrie Lake doing? What's her message? That right. was really the thing is, what's her message? She's never been in office. Um, and I think another piece of it is, look at Congress. I think it was 2016 when we took over. I mean, I expected, I, I think it was Ryan took the House that they would have a plan for health care, and they didn't have a plan. Right. They went up, they came up to the podium, and they're like, hey, we're going we're gonna to think it out right now. Like, what have you been doing for the past two years to get to this point and not walking up with a plan? Yeah. Um, I, I, I just think, I just think, and I think, listen, I, I know from a conservative perspective, it is very hard for us, as, and I think of us as the parents, to go against the message, especially driven by the media and everything we got against us, of we're going to give you this, we're going to give you that. And the Democrats are phenomenal with messaging things appropriately. And it, I think we need to counter that 
I, I'm not exactly sure how, but we need to counter that with a message that exposes what they're trying to do to the people. And I, I can tell you one thing, John, I, I love your show. I think it is phenomenal. Thank you. I put it right up there with Bongino. Don't say but. (laughs) I I mean, no, I I think you have such a great message. But what I would love to see you guys do, you and Sean, being in Chicago, is I've heard this said many times, is like the South Side, the African-American community, who never gets representation from conservatives to come into that community and say, look, this is what we have to offer, and wh- and and what that is. Yeah. What can we do for you? Versus what? What have the Democrats done for you for a hundred years? Nothing. Yeah, that's that's and a good I, point. I think, and I think you and Sean would have a great dynamic to bring a lot of great things to light yeah. to make people realize that we do have something to offer as a party. That, Love your show, guys. Thank you. Uh, thank- Thank you. Thank but you for everything. Guys. That that'll never happen. Sean yeah. never go into the community. I would. Number one, he number one he doesn't do crowds, and number two, he doesn't feel like he should have to lower himself to offer anybody anything. But it's either you hear the message or you don't. That's yeah. I know him, but, so but, I know but, he's but, not but, gonna he's not gonna concede to that. But but I, that's some great things planned. Um, I'm I'm gonna be do, I actually <laughs> I got beat up for it, but I'm the, I'm gonna be doing a lot of things with Tyrone Muhammad in the upcoming year. You have to do that. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of great things in the city of Chicago. Just look for it. But, but um, Representative, to his point, did we do enough of talking about what the Republican Party has to offer or would, would like to do? Or was it just JB bad, let's move on, JD, JB's bad, crime is out of control? Did we offer that message? Well, <clears throat> thank you, John, for having me again. And I, I have to throw a shout out to my son <laughs> who's in Tallahassee at FSU right now, who is a junior who turned uh, 21 today, and I wish I could be there with him, enjoying his first uh, legal beverage. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm not, so I want to. I told him I was just talking to him right before I came up here. But there are there are more important things than that, John. That's that's where family comes in first, right? We all agree upon that. Uh, here here's the issue: um, when Republicans try to divide themselves between dinos and rhinos and conservatives and uh, MAGA conservatives and all that, then we lose. And and I've been on this show before, and I said when I was a state representative from 2007 to 2015, I would talk to my downstate, downstate colleagues and simply say this. If we all judge each other based off of who is the most conservative person, we'll have at one point, we'll have 40 people. And we're there, John Anthony. We are there. Because as I said on this show a few weeks ago, we can't tolerate people who are what some folks consider rhinos. But the goal is to get 60 people in the House and to get 30 people in the Illinois Senate. And we can't agree because we have purity tests. Yeah. And so no matter who, what your message is, if nobody is perfect, and there is nobody who's perfect, yeah. I've said that here before, then we can't win elections. And the man sitting next to me, America's mayor here. Um, I think that's going to stick. Yeah. I love <laughs> I don't mind because that. Because like Rudy that. Giuliani has, needs to pass the torch. What this young man has done, and I've known him for a long time, what he's done in his community, how he stepped up, where he came from, and what he has done, I think is what's part of the greatness of the Republican Party. But we're always busy trying to figure out who's more Republican than the next person. It's a game of addition, not of subtraction. And until we get past that, we will continue to 
to lose elections, John. Yeah. Mayor? Let me jump in there and say I I agree with that 110%. The reality is we need everybody to vote Republican. And if we come with a strong message, a strong action plan and conservative policy, we're going to win every time. You know, we got to get rid of these purity tests and, and stop gauging who's the most Republican. People should want me to be a Republican. You know, I got Democrats telling me I'm sold out. Because I'm not you cool, part of the Democratic Party. Then I got Republicans telling me I'm not I'm not Republican enough to, for, to be considered a Republican by them. Uh, you know, the reality is... I know that I'm world, not, Mayor. You know that I'm not a Republican <laughs> because someone gave me the permission to be. Right. I'm because that's how that's my principle and how I think, you know, and how I function as an individual. My grandfather, who was the son of a slave, taught me you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. You teach him a fish, he eats for a lifetime. And that if you got anything in life, you got to work for it yourself and stand on your own two feet. Yeah. Those are Republican principles. And many African-Americans have those. We just got to make them feel comfortable to vote Republican. And if we if we if we come up with these this action plan that actually reduces their taxes so they can afford their homes or even buy homes, give them jobs and opportunities, make sure that education, you know, is good for the kids, for the future, make sure the community is safe. They will come home. If we talk about ideology, as Republicans often do. You know, we're going to lose. If we talk about those kitchen table, pocketbook issues, we're going to win every single time. Just just like the Safety Act. We talked about it, but what did we we produce to say this is the fix? This is an option. Right, right, right. Exactly right. I talked about it throughout my entire campaign. But what was more important at four and a half to five million dollars versus my three hundred thousand dollars was a conversation about Roe versus Wade and the Dobbs decision. And that's what resonated. People were concerned. I know Verlon has said it on a number of different shows on this station about when people feel that you're taking something away from them that they've earned, then they have a personal attachment to it. I was demonized. The man next to me had 10 times that. My, my record isn't that. I became a caricature of myself and what I've done throughout my entire uh, professional career and personal career. But we, we're not – Richard and I are human beings. Mm-hmm. People forget that when you run – and you know this, yeah. John. You're yeah. a human being. You have family. You have children. You have, you have family that has been around you and friends. And all of a sudden they see this person that they can't even recognize. Right. Yeah. Well, my 86-year-old aunt has to defend me on Facebook because what they did to me is unrecognizable. Why would anybody – and I've said this before on your show a number of times. Why does anybody want to get involved in politics when it's the politics of personal destruction? Because they will attack you. Yeah. And, and it's, a bad, it's bad news for anybody who wants to step in the arena. But the thing about it, what I said earlier, and I want to reiterate, how can't conservatives articulate a message to capture the working class, middle class, working class, working poor, people who have jobs, black people's vote? I mean, that should be the easiest vote to get. And you can't get that vote, you know you have a losing message. It's for your son, Dennis. Uh, thank you, John. I appreciate you, you it. Do you hear the song? I do hear the song in the background. <laughs> <laughs> you listening to Black and Right? My buddy Jonathan T. Gilliams coming up next. We'll be right back. I just never the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about it's black and right with john anthony on am 560 the answer 
Maybe I'm Welcome back. This is the Maybe song that gets me kicked off Facebook every time. Welcome back to Black and White. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the Troublemaker, America's Mayor. What do we name? What was Dennis Reveletti's nickname? You used to call me the prosecutor, but you The prosecutor. Always... No, no, I love that, man, because you are. You are the prosecutor. Imagine, oh, ooh, imagine if, ooh, Attorney General next time, Dennis? <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't think my wife has any more races left in her. <laughs> oh, I'm sure of that. Um, but, Valon, you wanted me to play um, Jim Durkin's response. Yes. To, okay, uh, well, we'll hold off on that because my, my good friend, my buddy, um, former um, FBI, uh, former Navy SEAL, uh, author of a book, uh, he has a podcast, ex-podcast, Jonathan T. Gilliam, welcome back to Black and Right, my friend. Good to be with you. It's not an X podcast yet. It's I just haven't uh, haven't done it in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you've been so busy, I've I've seen you almost every newscast. Uh, and you, you were doing Breitbart today, right? Yeah, yeah, I did Breitbart news today, and you know what it is. This is why I stopped doing that podcast for a while because I ended up doing the same. I had the same stuff. I mean, we talk about the same stuff every day. Yeah. Um, now though, the news is changing a little bit, and uh, and I think uh, that's why I, I think I'll start it back up because there's some interesting things happening in the news right now. It, it really is, and that, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on. I've I've been seeing you um, give your take uh, about this election, about you know DOJ. Um, the, the, all these FBI investigations. Um, what do you? What, what's your? What's your take on on last Tuesday? Why? 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 What happened to the red wave? <laughs> well, I, listen. There is no. I'm going to be honest there, but you know, I've been all over the country, right? And I came there and I saw you guys uh, many times. I've yeah. come up there and and uh, and tried to work with the people in Illinois and motivate them. And and I've done this all over the country. Yeah. And the reality is um, that. And we need to come to terms with this, okay? In this country, uh, I believe, just like the Christian religion, I believe that conservatism is uh, is close to not being the majority anymore. And I believe that uh, part of it has to do with the fact that, you know, young people have been uh, groomed by the left uh, to believe in socialism. And, uh, and I think... Um, a lot of the parents have not done a good job of raising their children that are conservative. They've let the schools raise them. But but overall, the reality is we have uh, a citizenship in this country that believes um, that somebody else is going to do it for them. Whether it's serving in the military, uh, in law enforcement, or voting, they just don't get up and they don't go do it. They don't participate. Right. And we have a nation of people that are conservatives that don't participate. And uh, on the on the other side, on the left, we have a tremendous amount of people that participate. And that's the problem is that they are involved and they uh, are really pushing for uh, their ideology. And, you know, why wouldn't they? Because everything they want, they're going to get for free, right? right? That's what they believe. <laughs> that's the so, you know, even even conservatives, if we really knew that everything we were going to get, we were going to get for free, and the government just said, listen, we're just, well, we would be like, okay, I'd rather work for it, but if you're going to give it to me, but we don't believe that. We know it's not true. Right. But we just don't participate. And um, I think that's a problem, and I think also the problem with this quote-unquote red wave that didn't happen is the Republican Party. I mean, the Republican Party is, it, it's the recruitment division of the Department of Defense, 
where the where the left is the is the Pentagon. They're a war fighting machine. Our Republican Party doesn't do anything except recruit or groom candidates. Uh, they don't groom them. They just introduce themselves to them, and and that's it. They don't do anything. I mean, they paid more attention over the past three four months to Tulsi Gabbard than yeah. they did knocking doors and going out and meeting people. Yeah, and, she was here. Um, and, yeah, I know. And for all the people in Illinois who I was very shocked at that supported her coming there, I hope I hope they understand now that they they literally compromised to a, a to somebody who is a known leftist who's never said she's not, and it didn't get them anything. Right, it got them nothing. Okay, that's why you cannot compromise to the left. I need to, I need to talk to you about two things. Okay, the first one is going to sound like a question, but it's not. I want, I want, I want, I'm going to give the answer, but I want to see what your answer will be. Then the next one sure. will be a question, okay? Okay. Ask yourself why. Everything you just said, ask yourself why the left got animated to come out and vote and our, our side didn't. Why is because whatever the left says, it's attached to to emotion. I know our side doesn't give that credibility. We we are the the party of common sense and logic. But you got to understand emotional issues pull at the heartstrings. Like what I'm going to talk about in the third hour is going to be some racial stuff and it's going to pull at people's heartstrings, but I don't care cuz that's what I like to do. Now the next now the next one is a question. How how do we salvage this party when the conservative, you might not agree, you might agree with what they do, but the conservative side of our party holds a purity test. They want to purge the elites, the people that I think have common sense when it comes to issue to issue. When when people hold principles and values over your head and they don't is there's no middle ground, period. How do you mend this party to win? Because you can't win without everybody. So you give me some answers yeah. to those two. Well, I'll tell you, first thing is you're absolutely right about the left. They vote or, and they do everything on emotion, but that's because they believe they are narcissistic and believe that they are, they're altruistic. They believe they're the heroes, right? But when you look at what they believe in, it's really what what's for me. What, what can you do best for me? And I think that in the bottom line with the left is um, they, they believe they're fighting for the greater good uh, and they, and their emotion behind that, it could be anything. It could be like abortion or whatever. They get them so spun up that that's the only thing that they will vote for. What I think on the right um, is the fact that they don't realize, I just don't think most people realize where we are at in this nation. And when you get to a certain point, the only, you're going to have to crash before you ever come back. And, you know, I think it's very interesting because, again, when you say this about emotion, how many moms got outraged when their kids had to be masked or when they threatened to have children vaccinated? They went crazy. They got up. They came out. They did whatever. They rallied. And they looked for candidates that told them what they wanted to hear, what they needed to hear. And then once they stopped with the masks and uh, the vaccine kind of went to the side, all those people went back home and sat on the couch again. Right. So, you know, this is the thing. We have to remember that um, action always beats reaction. You know, we say that in law enforcement and the military. Uh, you you cannot wait for things to get bad so that, well, I, that's when I'm going to react is when they get bad. You know, I think with the Republican Party, 
it's the same thing. We have to realize that all the people who stood up about the masks, all the people who stood up about the vaccines, if they stood up, instead of concentrating on the left, if they started concentrating on the GOP and said, we are going to change this, no matter, no more Adam Kitzinger's, no more who's popular. We want people who are good, hardworking, uh, understanding people who have experience in leadership and people who know how to make critical decisions and stand up to the left and don't want to just be career politicians. If, if the same amount of people that concentrate on the left started putting all their attention on the GOP and getting rid of chairs, you know, the, the state and the local chairs who don't do their job and, and started working on that system, I think we could mutiny this ship and I think we could turn it in the right direction. This. Jonathan, uh, this is Dennis Rebelletti. I'm a, I ran for state senate and was outgunned about fourteen to one um, in a Democrat leading district. Something I didn't need to run for, but thought it was important to do. You can talk about candidate recruitment, Jonathan. Where's the money come from? Who who's going to bankroll these? When I was out, spent over five million dollars, and I had about three hundred fifty thousand. Where does that money come from? Who 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 helps win that? Because the messaging is important, but if you don't have the money, you can't get the message out. You're you're absolutely right, and I've, and I've given this a lot of thought. And I think the same way that people should turn on the Republican Party, they should turn on these billionaires and millionaires and the people who love to go, get dressed up and go to these Republican meetings. People should be showing up and saying, you better start participating yeah. and giving your money to good candidates or else we're cutting you we're, we're not going to yeah. go to your business hey jonathan how much how much more time i got with you as much as you need all right uh, hold, hold the line uh we're talking with the Jon- jonathan t gilliam more when we return don't put your blame on me My let's get it to him baby girl hey Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker, America's mayor, and the prosecutor. Before the break, we were talking to Jonathan T. Gilliam uh, from Navy, U.S. Navy SEAL, who's a federal air marshal, FBI special agent. I mean, Jonathan, what haven't you done? Um, <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I know what. Run for office. Not, oh, he'll never I, run yeah, for I office. Done, you know, I'll run for office if we can uh, if we can mutiny this Republican Party. I'd run for office then. But, you know, <laughs> you know I'm going to say this. I was thinking about when we went to the break. And the, I thought that was an excellent question about, you know, getting people to fund um, these different uh, things and how you get the money. I mean, I think if the people really start, the, the conservative people start turning to the conservatives and saying, you need to start funding these people. And then if they start turning against the Republican Party and not sending their money in uh, and saying, we you know, we want honest people to come in here, uh, good people who can be elected, not just because they're popular. Uh, I, I think if they start to turn their focus on the Republican Party and the conservative businesses, just like they do on the left, I think they'll be able to, to change some things. But, you know, just like the voting systems around here, like I'm in Arizona right now, 
And, uh, you know, that whole saying, if you, uh, if you screw me over once, shame on you. But if you do it twice, shame on me. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Nobody changed this voting stuff. Right. A, a recount it means you're going to count the same crooked votes if you don't fix the system. And I just can't figure out why nobody in politics is pushed to go back to paper ballots. Mr. Exactly. And voterizing. Mr. Exactly. Mr. Gilliam, you answered yeah. every last one of my questions except for one. What about the purity test? By the conservative wing of the party, the purging of the moderates and the establishment, do you think it hurts or helps our party? Well, let me tell you something. That's a good question. I I always look at I use the Constitution as the test. If they don't want to follow the Constitution and if they say anything that goes against someone's rights, then I don't I don't want them in any way, shape or form in a leadership position. But, you know, as far as a purity test, I'll tell you the best purity test out there is when things get so bad that you're paying, you know, you you have to change jobs because you can't afford to drive to the job that pays you more because it's costing you more in gas or because of health care. You know, whether or not they make it cheaper or not, uh, it's so complicated you couldn't get health care or, you know, for whatever thing that they're going to screw up because, trust me, that whatever they get involved with, if it's not, they can make it sound like it's going to be cheaper, it's going to be more complicated, or it's going to be more expensive. And I think when things get bad, um, unfortunately, that's going to be the litmus test. People are finally going to say, you know, who can fix this problem? Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that it has to go there. We know about the Democrats. What you're saying is everything that Democrats will do. I don't know any Republican, not one, that will do anything that you said. I'm talking about the Republicans mending their party so we can win. It's a numbers game. Otherwise, you're just burning the party down to try to start over and you're going to lose every future election. Does it help? Can, can, I, can I help your question? Yes. So, so, Jonathan, you know Illinois. You know the makeup of Illinois. Illinois, yeah. outside of Cook County, what um, what, what other counties? Um, St. Clair, Lake County now. Um, it's, it's predominantly Democrat now. Uh, ninety something. You win ninety something. You win ninety something counties in the state of Illinois. You still lose. You can win four counties in the state of right. Illinois and win. I think what he's saying is, that in certain areas of our of our state, you cannot be a strong conservative and win. You just it just simply, especially statewide now, the way they right. the, the way the the they huh. set up and gerrymandered our, our our state. That's what he's saying. What he's saying is, should we have this purity test as we um, that are candidates. Well, I tell you what, and you know I've said this before, and I've had people not agree with me, but I don't care what you have to do to get elected. You say whatever you need to say, and I think if more more conservatives realize that, uh, and they and they had candidates that went into the game, um, and running, I don't care if you say you're the most liberal person, you <laughs> believe in every you know killing babies of all ages. If you get elected, you can do what you, you can do what you feel you want to do at that point. And in those cases uh, where you're talking about in Illinois, I, it's going to have to be a tactical game because yep. even I get what you're saying with, with this purity test. Um, it's not going to matter. You're never going to convince liberals to, to believe what we believe now. So you're going to have to trick them. And I'll say that out in the open, no secret whatsoever, <laughs> because they've done it. Yeah, they've done it. And that's how they win. So we need to use their playbook, and one of the things in their playbook is to make it look like somebody's conservative, Liz Cheney, um, Adam Kitzinger, <laughs> and say just enough to get elected, and then they mess things up. Why aren't we doing that? Yeah. You know, 
Why don't you guys, you know, John Anthony, why don't you have pink hair and run as a Democrat? I could see that. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what, you bum. Hey, really quickly, I think we got about a minute left. Um, what are we going to do with this out-of-control um, DOJ? What needs to be well, done? There's, there's what does Kevin McCarthy need to do? Kevin McCarthy is not going to do anything because it, here's what's going to happen. Uh, peddling influence is a Washington, D.C. Um, normality. That's what everybody on the left and the right does. If I did that in government, I would have gone to jail. Yeah. These people do it on a regular basis. And you're not going to see this Republican Party do anything to Joe Biden that Joe Biden can't pardon somebody out of. Right. And that's a problem. And once again, it's going to come down. Ultimately, this is going to come down to the power of the people standing up against uh, their their uh, representatives until they do what they need to do. Oh, Jonathan, go out and get his book. I'm just, Sheep I'm no just more. looking at things realistically. Yeah. I'm just looking at it realistically. <laughs> I know. Go out and get his book, Sheep No More. Uh, it's an excellent read. Um, I've read it. He has got a, uh, a kid's book, The Adventures of Team Little Bigs. Uh, Jonathan T. Gilliam, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, when are you coming back to Illinois? I don't know. I'm so mad because they invited Tulsa Gabbard over. I don't know. It took a lot to be back there. <laughs> well, you got to come on my boat cruise wow. next year at least, okay? I'd, I'd love to do that, my friend. All right. Jonathan T. Gilliam, uh, former U.S. Navy SEAL, Federal Air Marshal, FBI Special Agent. Thanks so much for joining us again on Black and White Radio. You got it. God bless you guys. God bless you, brother. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Um, I don't know what you're talking about, Verlon. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, brother. Uh, the troublemaker, America's mayor, and the prosecutor. Um, Verlon, what were you really trying to get at with the purity test? I want people that's hardcore conservatives to, to understand that they're going to they're going to fracture well the party's already fractured but they're going to just take the party down they're going to destroy the party whether this one purges this one or vice versa we can't win it's a numbers game people understand that because right. Dan throws out numbers all of the time he just did it all Friday right if you don't have the numbers you can't win did I, I heard a pretty the- good analogy for that if you want it cuz it you know Let's say you're building a house. You're working with each other to build a house. You want to get a roof on the house, right? While you guys are trying to get the roof, there's three other people downstairs arguing about paint color. And there's not <laughs> even walls yet. You got to get in. You got to stop the bleeding. Right. Yeah. Right. At this point. Yeah. Right. Well, or you don't want to lose. Uh, you really do want to see this 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 state burn and pick up the pieces. Did I play the Durkin clip yet? No, that's what okay, I wanted okay, to hear. Here, here we go. But before I do that, I, I'm, uh, Mayor, there was a question I posed to you during the break. You know, because, you know, I know a lot, I, I caught a lot of flack last time I had you on. And, you know, I, I, that doesn't bother me. I'm a strong guy. I can stand up on my two feet. Um, but my question to you, Mayor, I do believe your voice is needed in this Illinois Republican Party. But how do you come back? And how do you, how, how do you get over the image now that so many Illinoisans have of you, if you were to ever want to have another play or run for office in the state of Illinois, how do you push back and how do you, how how do you sell Richard Irving um, to the voters of Illinois? Well, just look at my accomplishments and, uh, and, and everything I've done as mayor of the second largest city of this, this state. We reduced taxes, our tax rate, 16%. We've got one of the safest cities 
in the entire country, one of the best cities to raise a family in the entire country, one of the best cities to educate your kids in the entire country. You know, I, I don't know what this this image and perception I, I have around the state, but well, if I'll anyone's paying attention. I'll tell you, because people people said, you know, when you look at your campaign and how your campaign completely lied on Darren Bailey. And I, and, and I think I think a lot of people say, well, if he hadn't lied on Darren Bailey's campaign or Darren Bailey as a person, he probably could have won the primary. So how, how, how do you push back against people saying, oh, Richard Mayor, Mayor Richard Irvin is a Democrat. Mayor Richard Irvin, he's no conservative. He's no Republican. But that's that Perry test we talked about a little while ago. Fact is, I'm not a Republican because someone gave me the permission to be. This is my philosophy on, on and how I wish to govern. And that's how I've governed as Mayor of Aurora very successfully in the last five years I've been there. So if, if someone wants to look at my record and looks at how you govern, because that's what it's about. You know, it's not about popularity tests. It's about yeah. how effective you are doing a job. Yeah. And I'm very effective at it. And, and my record shows that. And I can say this. I hated going to Aurora till you became mayor. I'm not, I'm, I'm, and I'm not saying that because, you, you know, you don't have talked about this. Aurora was bad. It was horrible. Not, I know that's your. I know that's your. your, your no, it was, bro. I grew I up there. I grew home. up in the hood there. But I mean, there were certain parts of, of Aurora, man, especially um, New York Avenue and all oh, up yeah, in that area, oh, yeah. Bruh. It was rough. That's was a scary places to go. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know. You know what? When it comes to campaigns, man, people need to get over themselves and stop being babies. People throw mud, and then once the primary is over, you get a, a candidate. It's just the way it goes. It's not about lying. Look at all the, the stupid commercials we heard about Dennis and everybody else and about Darren Bailey. People throw mud. That's just the way elections are. You need to see through it. You need to see the facts. You need to do your, your background check on, on the people that you're voting for. And guess what? You'll find out that the commercials are, are BS. And that's just all it is. Yeah, but 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 oh, to Dennis's man, point, you got to have money to push back against that, right, man? And there were so many commercials. I mean, somebody had come up to me at at, at a uh, an event I was at when I was uh, before the primary, before I lost the primary, and it said, you know, uh, some of the commercials that I see about you scare me. I said, you know what? They scare me too, because I don't know who the heck they're talking about <laughs> in those commercials. So there was a lot of stuff flying back and forth. I believe I, in the first week I announced that I was running, uh, and Darren Bailey, who I, I, I've met since then, and. Come, it seemed he's a very nice, nice gentleman. He and I met a number of times. But the first thing he said when I came out was, I was Satan. Wow. That's one of the first things he said wow. <laughs> to, to the world. Don't believe the stuff coming out of Richard Irvin's mouth. He's, you know, he, he's Satan. Wow. And, and there are a number of things that, that folks that, you know, folks were saying back and forth. But, so you know, you're I, Satan. You're racist. You don't right. like women. I mean, <laughs> and, what's and, going on? And, and yeah, But the reality is, and, and that's unfortunately how campaigns have come become in America and definitely in the state of Illinois, and, I, and I've got to take a little responsibility for that. Had, if had I, if I have to do it over again, and if I ever run statewide again, you know, I have to. I'm going to uh, adjust how we talk about our my opponents, especially in the, in the primary. Yeah, you know, and not necessarily go after them, you know, so so hard. Yeah, especially the Richard Irvin I know. Right, exactly right, John, Richard Irvin I know. Yeah. John, I have a request, really quickly. Can we hold Philip to the third out? Oh, that's up to Philip. <laughs> All right, Philip, Philip, stay to the third uh, out. Joanne, Philip, Jim, Jim, we'll take your calls when we get back from the break. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I had to run. Sorry, Hoff Daddy. <laughs> My throat. 
throat was dry. I needed water. Um, wow. That's... i got to catch my breath. Let's go to the phone lines. Joanne in Midway. Welcome to Black and Right. Hi. You know what? I just wanted to comment about your uh, segment prior. Was that, you know, with Richard Irvin, he didn't come across good at all. Well, well, well he's now, here. He's here. So you, you I, could... I, I know he is, but this is what I want to say. After listening to Jonathan T. Gilliam, the thing is, you know what? He's right. Because I'm going to tell you, for Richard Irvin, I guarantee you, millions of us will give him a second chance. Do you know, the thing is, it's all these attack ads that turn off people. But now that we're listening to him and he's talking in a casual conversation, he's really likable. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Thank you so much, Joanne. You're really likable, sir. I like Joanne, too. (laughs) Oh, boy. Let's go to Jim from South Elgin, your buddy, Mayor. Also sponsor the show. Is that Big Jim? Hey, we got the whole gang tonight. Yeah. How you guys doing? How's, How's it going, Jim? What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Good, good, man. Um, you know, I think to uh, the 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 Democrats were able to try to tag Trump because Jennifer Sanalitra, for for example, she won. Yep. Uh, and she was knocking on a lot of doors, and they were just saying Trump and abortion things like this. And you know, somehow we have to get the message out. You know, those things are important, and I'm not sure what to do. Because, you know, they're saturated, like you're saying, with all these, these messages and things and all this media. It's a big problem. Um, and also, I had a chance to talk to with uh, Cavalieri, who lost his race, by the way, in, in Washington. And he says a lot of the problems, too, are these, these mail-in ballots. we got to just get rid of these. Because they just, they just load up the system, and that's done by design. And that's, this is why we've got to use Florida's example of how to run things. And also how to run an election. You right. have what I'm saying. If five hours are done, there's no garbage because what they also do is when ballots are changed and stuff, they don't wait to the end. They make sure that everything's registered properly before people can vote. That's true. That's true, Jim. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's really, it's something. And I saw that Danny Bongino was saying on his radio show, you know, this thing's going to have to get so bad. And he compared New York uh, before Giuliani. And when Giuliani ran once, he lost and he got bad so much again after that. He ran again and this time he, he won. That's true. Jim, we got to go to, we got about a minute left, so I got to go take these calls. But right, thanks so much show, for calling, Jim. Thanks so much. Always a pleasure. Bye. No problem. Um, you know, some have said, Mayor, um, if it was you in the race, you would have had the same result. What do you say? Could, would, do you believe you would have fared better than Darren Bailey? Well, I'll tell you who did think I'd fare better than Darren Bailey, and that's J.B. Pritzker, yeah. which is why he spent $35 million in a Republican primary, Democrat meddling in a Republican primary to ensure that I didn't get to that place where I, I would challenge him and, and, and take him out uh, yeah. and take him out as governor. Well, the, the reality is this, is, as I keep saying, this isn't a, a red state. This isn't a this isn't a purple state. This is a blue state. Yeah. If we're going to rem- run as Republicans. We need Republicans, independents. And yes, we need Democratic crossover. Yeah. We need 25 percent of the Chicago electorate, Democrats, yeah. to cross over to win. You see those numbers sitting yeah, in front of you, right? Absolutely, and, and, yeah. and, and we've done it before. Yeah. We've, we've done it. Number, yeah, absolutely. We've done it and before that with George Ryan, yeah. with, with Jim Edgar, with yeah. Big, Big Jim Thompson. Yep. You know, we've done it a number of times before, and I would have gotten those crossover votes spe- specifically talking about those pocketbook issues in the community because I would ask the question, what have the Democrats done for you lately? Mm-hmm. There's still crime on the 
on the on the south side and west side. There's yeah. still no jobs in Chicago. There's still no no good education. That's true. These are the things I would have been talking about in the actual real plan on how to have jobs and good education and to, and to combat crime, just like I've done in Aurora. Yeah, good. Uh, Philip, Jim, Casey, David, Calvin, please hold the line. I promise you, I'll take calls as soon as we come back from break. Don't go anywhere. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Black and right radio on the M560, the answer. Um, I want to say something really quickly. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm, in, I'm wearing this Bears hoodie for a reason. Last time I... <laughs> You'll get nothing and like it. No. Last time I wore this, I looked like a little Ethiopian belly because I, I, I was really big. Get, get the Green Bay hat out of here. I'd gained a lot of weight. I've lost 30 pounds. I've been working out every day for the last two and a half months, and I've lost 30 pounds. Um, I need a belt for my pants now. I'm really excited, and all I've been doing is, is um, changing how I eat. Uh, I've been doing my balance of nature. Yes, Amy, I do. And um, I walk around this lake down in Shanahan, Lake Shamanwood. Uh, oh, every sing- good for you. <laughs> hey, I'm excited about that. <laughs> because because no, no, you know, when you when you feel good, um life is better. Absolutely. You know, I'm not going to lie. You know what, Mitch, I got your I have your shirt in the back of my car from Freedom Summit that you left, oh, I left at, the bar. at the bar. Yeah, thank you. I got it. For Surprised you. You I got it your back. I got your back. Um that that voice you hear is the troublemaker. We have America's mayor and the prosecutor in. But as I said, I will go straight to the phone lines. Calvin from Springfield, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, thank you. First of all, great job on the show, man. I'm loving it. I'm a supporter. Thank you. And I had to get behind that whole station. I mean, I'm talking about just watching financially and everything because somebody to come out and say black and right, that's a bold statement, especially for this time. Amen. A um, couple quick comments here. Uh, I think uh, first to, to uh, Bear the Bear, Mr. Irvin, um, your campaign, a lot of us that gets overlooked is black conservatives, black business people. And we're kind of sick of being used as mascots. So we don't watch politics every day. When, 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 the, when the election came up, we looked at your record, saw you was, uh, you was registered as a Democrat, had a picture with JB, and you said you couldn't breathe. So that painted a circle like, oh, this guy's a Democrat running as a Republican. So I could be wrong on this, but I'm just saying to you that your campaign didn't reach my circle. The mm. second point I want to wow. make on this is, listen, you got a group of people that's black Gen Xers. I'm 53 years old. We have lived through Democrat policies from getting fathers out of the house to killing our businesses. Because if you guys remember, in the 80s, them corner stores was ours. Yeah. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in the 90s, those was our businesses. We were what you call separate but equal. 
Mm. So we hated those policies. Now, another thing we're going at is the fact that we don't want to be used as mascots. Come on, Black man. It's not a mascot for LGBTQ. We're not a mascot for inferiority. We're not a mascot for everything that is weak. So what I'm saying to you, brother, is, is, is listen, we got a wave coming to Illinois, and we're looking at Chicago. And we're not coming in with promises. We're coming in to start legitimate businesses with legitimate people. Because when you put money in people's pocket, that buys loyalty. Not no promises. Government don't create jobs, bro. We do. Come on. So we, right. we need to get our MBAs out front. We need to get infiltrated in Chicago to get the startup, start these businesses, correct our own communities, and then silence everybody. This is my last point, and I'll stop talking. Silence everybody. The black community, we need to close the doors, turn off the cameras, and have conversations with our women and our family structure and our culture. Amen, okay? brother. And I, then we can come out and talk to everybody. And, and I'm going to tell you something. Wait, wait, wait. Hold oh. on. Hey, Calvin, make sure you leave your contact information with the caller. So stay on the line after we're done with you. I want you to leave yes. your contact information with the, with, with the um, call screener, okay? All right. Okay, Thank go ahead, Valon. I want to capitalize on that. Dennis, when I brought you to my job, all the issues that we talked about with, with the people, the only issue that mattered was how are you going to up my wages? How are you up my wages? That's the yep. reason why black people fall in with unions, because they feel stronger yep. as a group. And that's, that's the only, they, they feel like if they make more money, they can power through anything. Trust me, I was talking to my yep. boss last night. She's the nursing supervisor. She's my boss. And you know what she told me? She's like 70 years old. I don't care about what you're talking about. Right. You don't got nothing in Indiana I want. As long as I make my money, I can I can pay for what I want here. All right, let the mayor respond. Oh, sorry. And, I, and I'll say this. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I, I should have done a whole lot uh, better reaching out to those black conservatives in the many that that are that are that are out there like coming on this show no. exactly right exactly right should have, <laughs> like i said high inside is 2020 if i when i when i do it again if i do it again i'm gonna do it a whole lot differently yeah uh but it, as far as my background i you know i've been so as, as i always said i'm not a republican because someone told me i can be i you know i i'm conservative because that's how my philosophy is and how i choose to govern as mayor of aurora you know when i my very first office that i held was as a Republican committeeman in, uh, in in Naperville Township, you know, outside in the city of Aurora. So, you know, I've been a Republican, you know, my whole career. But again, I don't know that I need to pass a should have to pass a purity test or oh, litmus test, that, right? a litmus test to make that determination. If I'm putting myself out there as a Republican and running, you know, as a Republican for governor, and I and, and my background and record as mayor of Aurora shows that I am conservative person with conservative policy supporting the police reducing taxes improving education improving safety then these are republican issues stand with me yeah and and calvin you sit there yeah i'm sitting here okay but you know what, what do you say to that well well i say i i understand and i respect that and i can't contradict that only thing i'm saying is that when see we're a lot more intelligent than sometimes politicians give us credit for <laughs> we look up campaign finances we look at what you're registered as, and you were registered as a Democrat. So we kind of like, well, maybe he changed or flipped. We didn't know, okay? But once, uh, you know, I'm a part of several different organizations here that, you know, goes up around maybe five or 600 people, you know. And at a glance, it was like, oh, well, who is this guy? So once, once the campaign was over, um, we really didn't appreciate the fact that you said 
hey, he put a guy up that he thinks he can beat. That's that you know that to, in our opinion that was kind of bush league right there. You, you mean know, J.B. Prisker put a guy up that who who? Yeah, that that he can beat. So so he's like, well, you know, you ran a good campaign, but I think that when we lose as conservatives, we need to push those people over to the people who want take that L and unify. But when you said, uh, yeah, you only put this guy up, that dude's been campaigning since before the election. He was out, remember, he was out suing people for the mask mandate. That dude was campaigning for a year. Yes, yeah. And Sue he my was pastor. a member, yeah, he was a member of a organization or a firearm organization that I'm with. He was actually a member who came to actually speak before he started running. So the people downstate kind of knew him personally. You, you get what I'm saying? I, I get what so, you're saying. And let me just so, let me so, let me just say this. Let me say this. You know, I, I, I this is how you know I framed it before I lost the primary and and afterwards. What J.B. Prisker did was spent thirty five million dollars against me and an additional millions making Darren Bailey uh, the person that. He, they believe Republicans should 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 go after. So yeah. J.B. Pritzker lifted up Darren Bailey and pulled me down. So it, that's what I said, and that was the okay. truth. Okay, I understand that, but that whole dialogue there gives the impression that see, conservatives, we're not mindless monkeys. We're not ever going to get herded anywhere. The biggest misconception people got right now about conservatives is that. We like Trump. No, we, we don't. We're not electing a pastor, somebody that we want Come to fight over the dinner. We voted him because he represents our policies and our money. It's property tax. Lower these taxes. So will I have him over for dinner? Probably not. Will I vote for the guy? I sure will. But <laughs> hey, 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 Calvin, Calvin, we got about a minute left. Um, Dennis Revelletti okay. wants to say something to you. If I may, John, I remember a president that uh, conservatives often point to. His name is Ronald Reagan, who was a Democrat, then became a Republican governor and Republican president. And nobody ever points out to the fact that he left the Democratic Party. Uh, I know a lot of people I served with were Republicans, and they were recruited by Mike Madigan to win as Democrats in Democrat seats. We aren't out there plucking Democrats out in, in other areas that, that are, are towing the company line for the progressive portion. So I think it's very simple. While we're always judging books by their cover, sometimes we need to dig a little bit deeper, learn about the candidates. Let's not worry about what everything about where they voted before. Let's look at what they're presenting to the people right now. Exactly. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, Calvin, thanks so much for, 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 for that call. Uh, I'm shocked that I've never met you while I was down in Springfield. But um, um, Representative Marty McLaughlin is going to be calling in soon. Uh, Can't wait to hear from him. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony Uh, on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back. Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio. Let's go straight to the phone lines. Casey from Roselle, welcome to Black and Right. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm okay. See, I wanted to kind of multiply everything you guys were saying and put it together from my perspective because you all hit on things I was thinking at the same time. Go right ahead. Um, But the central part of it is that I think the GOP, um, even though they meanwhile 
they really do leave women out of the equation. Mm. So if I go to my township meeting or if I'm trying to participate, a lot of it is not at all friendly to women conservatives. And women are the people who really form the social bonds yeah. in communities. They make great committeemen. They knock doors well. People yep. come to the doors well. They're great at chatting up their neighbors. They get stuff done. And they're very committed to what they believe in. And the other thing is, that's not just the townships. I'll also say, in terms of strategy, the Republican candidates need more women helping with strategy. Yeah. Because they have a lot of men on their their staff who are very experienced, so, you know, wonderful. But they're not thinking like women do. And honestly... A lot of the messaging around the Republican Party is very negative, and women need a positive, uplifting message. They they understand what's real and what's true, but they they also need to have someone who appeals to them. So, I think I think if the party could start thinking more about how do we get more women into the party, not for the sake of equity, but mm-hmm. for the sake of success, half of our voters, maybe more, yeah, now and, are and- women. I, I finally realized who this is, Casey, and you did a marvelous job for Tom DeVore campaign. Oh, thank you. You really did. You were you were you were an ace in his camp. He, I mean, you guys really did. You guys really pushed the needle. So, and, and you know that's a, that's a good that's a good good perspective. So thanks so much for calling, Casey. Um, really quickly, okay, Valon, you gotta get you gonna get pushed back now. Um, I gotta take the representative, um, the guy who I used to call America's mayor, who's now state representative. Marty McLaughlin, welcome back to Black and Right. Thank you, John. How are you this evening? I'm doing well, sir. I, I, you know, I was a little bummed when I didn't see you become the new leader um, for well, the Republicans. Well, that vote hasn't been taken. That vote has not been taken yet. John. Oh, that oh will okay. Be taken on Monday night, my friend. I hope your name is in the in in the in the hat. It is. It is. We're going to have two options, and uh, although many people want to run it the way they've always run it, which is. Uh, Vote first, ask questions later. A number of people in our caucus would actually like to uh, have an opportunity to find out what the plan is, and I'm advocating for that. You guys know I'm a business guy, yeah. uh, not a politician, and if we're going to actually go to contributors in the uh, of the Republican Party to go out to them and tell them we're doing it the same way with a new face, uh, but yeah, trust us, we'll be fine. We'll we'll have success. Is an absolutely uh, losing strategy and message. So I'm advocating with a coalition of members across the state that we actually take a deep breath here yeah. present an option and an opportunity and so on uh, monday night i think we're all getting together and whether or not we decide to go in the same direction with a new face uh, i want to make sure the members understand that there is a plan um, and we do have options and uh however it falls after that i'm happy to do that but um you know i think that's the least that we can expect uh on behalf of the people of illinois is to maybe consider going in a new direction with a new structure. I know that's a bit shocking to the institutionalized <laughs> Republicans in Springfield, but I don't do not consider myself one, John. No, you know. you're not. Marty, this uh, is uh, Dennis Rebelletti. I had a chance to meet you uh, briefly at the Hillary yeah, Voters Association. And as somebody who served in the General Assembly and was a floor leader and system minority leader and understands candidate recruitment and fundraising. Yes, sir. How do you yep. how do you see the difference now in finding candidates that fit the district, not fit a certain mold that people are looking for on the right, because uh, I always give pushback. I serve with people, I said it here on the show, with a number of suburban Cook County Republicans, 
Uh, yeah. We had Beth Colson in Evanston. We had a number of women uh, throughout the suburbs. Right. And uh, we had 13, I think, uh, state reps from DuPage County. How do you, how do you start to uh, talk to the caucus about candidate recruitment? Because you need to be able to show the people with the money that you can win. How do you know, go about doing that? Yeah, so I've got 10 years' experience when I ran for mayor uh, with an old high school friend, had no idea what we were up to. And since that time, we've run 32 campaigns locally, 127. Uh, Thursday night, we had 425 people at a fundraiser two nights after one of the biggest debacles in the Republican Party. 70% of people in that room were women, and uh, 100% were in that room because we were recruiting candidates, 12 that evening, um, and the... uh, interesting part was we recruited them as independent issue oriented first and took the politics and set it to the side second so dennis to your point you got it you got to connect to the issues that are important for not only the districts but for the local community first and you have to be independent minded enough to come up with solutions that are not uh, right or left based so we've been doing that successfully uh, the group is called the action parents group and we were successful last cycle and the energy in the room the other night was phenomenal, especially after such a terrible uh, loss for Republicans. So we're doing it locally, and I agree with you 100%. you got to be issue-oriented uh, and have an independent focus on what the people care about and first. I, and I appreciate that, Marty, so much because the goal is to get the gavel, to nominate if you are the leader, to become the speaker, and, and to control the gavel to, and then control the House rules. Everything else... It, it is secondary. It's we true. can all argue about who is more conservative, who's a rhino, who's whatever. The goal is to be get the majority. The goal is to have more seats. When I first served, we had 56 House Republicans. Yeah. It was a much different way of governing because you were a conversational person in every debate and every vote meant something now the house republicans they can everybody can just ignore them so i i give you credit for throwing your name in the hat and good luck to you yeah so the interesting thing john is that uh as it relates to i was listening earlier our policy you know i like to say great policy is formed but if nobody knows about it uh out in your district uh, through messaging and communication, it never happened. That's true. And these these races that these um, progressives, uh, you know, and I'll come out and say it, you know, Suzanne Ness, I, I, I've never heard such moderate language from this person. And it was, you know, two and a half million bucks of uh, radio and TV. But the policies that she was putting forward and, the, and the, the votes that she was taking, nobody knew in the district. If we can't take that off the floor, construct it and message it properly so that people neighbors uh know what their reps are doing it's it's not going to be impactful when it comes time for us to put a great candidate forward to dennis's point that's issue oriented and independent minded we have to do a better job of messaging and to get that we got to raise some money guys so we we better think about changing the way we do things in springfield because the money won't come unless we do you know and i'll and i'll even make it even even simpler than that the the point of this whole thing is to win you know, the, the point of, of everything we're engaged in, you know, in politics is to win. How do Republicans win in a state that we all know is a blue state? Not a red, not a purple, but a blue. How do Republicans win? We've got to focus on that 80 percent rule. Yeah. If we agree with each other 80 percent of the time, we're friends. Right. You know, we, we, we can't do the purity test where we say if you don't agree with me on every issue 100 percent of the time, I'm not looking at you as a real Republican. That makes no sense. It's I say 51% winning. of the time. You agree with me? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we've yeah, got to recognize where we're at. Right. 
Yeah, as a former mayor, uh, Richard, you and I both know you don't get everything you want, but the objective is to find something you can coalesce around so that you can get something done that the whole community can embrace. So Absolutely. I think mayors have an advantage when they're down in Springfield uh, because they've already figured out you've got you've got to give a little bit to both sides. So yeah. I, uh, I appreciate that sentiment. And, and Representative, will we finally start putting together an early, early vote plan, mail, mail-in ballot plan? Um, I, as I looked at the numbers, I, I have the numbers in front of me. Um, this election was over <laughs> before Election Day even occurred. Oh, yeah. You, you, well, uh, the mail-in side of it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But again, a, a lot of those rules and regs come out of what we're voting for on the floor in Springfield. So uh, going back to um, Dennis's point, we're, you know, I think we've got a two-year program that we should set metrics on to change some of the seats in Springfield. And four years from now, I, I think it's going to be a four-year hard fought to get back to parity. Um, yeah. Anyone who thinks we're going to solve this in two years, uh, God bless you. Um, it's going to be a long slog, but if we don't have a plan, we don't have metrics on success, yeah. um, just doing the same old thing and saying, well, isn't this great? We've got this leader and we're doing it the same way. And the staff is no, no, we, we've got to change everything. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I'm a guy that wants to bring business principles to government. I love when people say you can't do it while bringing government principles to government sure as heck didn't do us a whole lot of good on uh, Tuesday night. So <laughs> That's true. About time we change it. Representative, I, I, let's, let's hope that the Republicans down in Springfield come Monday vote you in as the next leader for the Illinois Republican House caucus. Um, I, that would be amazing. Yeah, well, I'm going to give it my best shot, guys. Uh, we were about at parity, but again, I'd like to at least have the opportunity. Yeah. Well, uh, Representative, thank you so much for joining us. We got to go to break. You listening to Black and Right? We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. I want to thank um, America's Mayor Richard Irvin for coming in today. Valon, that was your guest today. That's right. You invited him. That's right. You know, so. All right, go ahead, Valon. She's all yours. I have some commentary today. Go ahead. It's named Man in the Mirror. Well, first of all, Phil, this is for you, so be prepared. It's called Man in the Mirror. And as a matter of fact, it's a two-way mirror. One for me and one for America. You know, an ostrich can only bury his head in the sand for so long before he has to look up for danger. See, my thing is, every time black people choose a symbol to hold on to, America tears it down. Now, you all know I hate Facebook, but I hang around with more black people than you all do. And they point out a lot of stuff on Facebook. Now, I I, uh, didn't commentate on it a couple of years ago when the first Black Panther came out. But this time, I can't hold my tongue any longer. You know, America can accept an alien from Krypton that every white man would love to look like, and he's accepted. Superman. They can accept some long, Goldilocks, blue-eyed guy, Thunder God. His name is Thor. They can accept some guy shot up off of super serum juice, and now he sports the red, white, and blue, and he's Captain America. (laughs) Oh, God. You know, no, but for real. And then there's some super smart guy can take some nuts, bolts, and some steel, Make a suit. He was captured by some Pakistanis, and now, you know, he's, he saved himself, and now he's saving the world. Iron Man. You can accept all of this, but yet this black African king 
from the continent of Africa, from a country called Rwanda, I mean, not Rwanda, but Wakanda, he's not acceptable. I've seen so many people try to tear down Bozeman years ago, now, because he's a what? He's a positive symbol, an African king that young black boys can look up to for a positive uh, comic book hero. I mean, but listen to me. We haven't never had one this positive, but yet you want to tear it down. Now, it's another one that was a big hit on uh, Netflix. His, his name was called Cage. He was a convict. He got experimented on in jail. Now he has invulnerable skin, and he went back to the hood to do good. No bad commentary. All right. But yet you want to tear down this African king. And it goes all the way back 100 years with TV. I was forced to watch Bonanza, The Rifle Man, Valley, Eight is enough. George pa- Michael's videos. Pa- 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 <laughs> pa- that was the eighties. I was I was good in the eighties. Departures family, you know, Mr. Ed. Whatever else, you know, that that was forced down my throat. But I got a lot of white friends, as Dennis knows, and, and it's different friends. Not Uh-oh. just one. You, so, you, you just, sound like white people now. I got just, a lot of I got yeah, a lot of black yeah, friends. <laughs> but I hang out in those groups, and only in the last past three years there's been a lot of black content on TV, and I hear them complaining about it. Why are you complaining about this black content that's on TV? It's only been on for three years, and you're complaining. But yet my whole life, 50 years, up until these last three, I just named you all of the stuff that I had to listen to, and it was more than that. So I want to know what's the problem in America now that it's a lot of black content on TV. We have a positive superhero to look up to. Why do I see so much animus on Facebook? I need to know why. I need to know why. <laughs> that's right. I don't care. Okay, see, Vlad, And that's Vlad. what the typical white okay, person but, does. They but make a joke of it. Wait, but, time out, time out, time out. Because I, I kind of want to push back against this a little bit, and I'm going to show you why. All right. I don't care what the commentary says. When you look at Marvel movies at, on a whole, right? What's the second highest grossing independent character movie in Marvel Universe. You know what that is? Who? Black Panther. Now. No, 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 no. Time out. Just watch this. Watch this. I'm, let me roll down this reel. I said independent character because Avengers Endgame is number one. $2.7 billion worldwide. Mm-hmm. Avengers Infinity War, $2 billion. Spider-Man No Way Home is the first independent character movie from Marvel, one point nine. The Avengers. The Avengers Age of and- uh, uh, Ultron. And the number six highest grossing Marvel movie is Black Panther at $1.3 billion worldwide. But, I, but that, just because it made a lot of money, I'm, I'm talking about the commentary. Uh, two years ago when the first one came out and now that this one came out yesterday. Well, what specifically been, was the commentary? Right. About? Oh, man, I can't repeat what, what there I were, saw there on were, Facebook. There were some writing weaknesses in the first one, but no, it was still an enjoyable film. The second one now, because the actor died for some reason, they felt the need to kill off the character. So King T'Challa doesn't even, he dies off Correct. screen. No, Spoiler Correct. alert. No, I'm not talking about weaknesses in characters. I'm talking about right. the well, foul things. That's why people pay attention to movies is, is if there's bad writing, they're going to point out, just like the Rings of Power and everything that's going right. out now. All Except right, the, uh, the uh, new Game of Thrones thing was pretty good. Yeah, let's bring in your buddy Phil for that real quick. Phil. Um, Hey, hey, hey. Um, uh, great show, actually. Um, and uh, thanks to your uh, your guests for being there. Uh, I do want to uh, mention uh, uh, Dr. Calvin O'Butts, who died uh, last week sometime. Oh, yeah, that's, is that pastor. what you sent us? 
Apicenia, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Apicenia Baptist Church in in Harlem, New York, and he's he's a great um, uh, civil rights and and minister and preacher and friend uh, to the community. And another one was to Chelsea, which I met. The Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea that I met last week at the the, the summit thing. So just wanted to mention her too. Oh yeah, she was um, great. Yeah. So the thing, the thing that that this whole conversation kind of revolves about what you're saying, Verlon. Especially when it when it pertains to uh, uh, the brother mayor there, uh, uh, Richard. Um, for some reason, he was attacked so comfortably by even black conservatives. I when didn't. I hear black conservatives talk about the black community, they attack the black community so comfortably. It's just a thing that they that. That's, and again, it's not even just black conservatives. I'm kind of all point, Verlon. But I, I, this is, you know, they attack fat people when they talk about uh, uh, the Pritzker. Uh, they, 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 they attack gay people when they talk about the mayor of Chicago. They talk about, uh, they attack people who wear diapers, who are elderly, who may have dementia, and who may, may have a bladder problem. It, there is no, and again, you wonder why you lose. But you're attacking all of these individual people, and it's not to mention the race issue. And I, and I just think there's something about uh, 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 Mr. Mayor that um, you being, you know, okay, he's a Democrat, or he's no, you claim you say you're a conservative uh, Republican, you're running as a Republican. Why do these people still? Why won't your people still respect and just just honor you? I mean, again. When you lose, like you've lost this time, <laughs> and then you run around, you want to make up all these different excuses, all these different things happen, all these different reasons why. And again, I'm, I'm, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be going to certain uh, um, uh, conservative things, and I'll be waiting for something yeah. instead of being attacked as a black person on why I should. Conservative, I never get it. Well, that's what we—that's what we were talking about today, Phil. I mean, you, you heard this—you heard the show today. That's some of the top parts of what we were talking about. That is, that yeah. is, that is. But again, it's too little. Too late. It's always going to be too little, too late because none of these attacks are going to stop. They're going to keep attacking uh, by, uh, uh, the president for being old and and maybe having to, you know. Uh, have to protect his clothing and stuff like that, and comp- they're going to continue to attack uh, Prisker for his weight. They're going to continue to attack yeah. all of these different people, and not knowing that you got these same constituencies, these same people in your party, and then you wonder why you lose. Yeah, but why they're worse in your party. They, they just don't get co- covered. All though they were, there are more racist, racist Democrats than our racist Republican field. They just don't it get covered. Say, again, Trust me when I tell you that. Oh my I've god. I've been on both sides yeah, of the aisle. The you have you ever been on both sides of wait, tell me about have you ever been on both sides of the aisle? I've been a Democrat, I've been a Republican. I face more I face more racism from Democrats than I've ever faced from Republicans. What we're on is now is a conservative radio talk show. Right? Yeah. And you all have just taken a, a whooping. We have. You don't want to deal with the fact why you took this whooping. You don't want to deal with the fact why Mr. Mayor is sitting there defeated. Yeah. All right. Well, Phil, hold you on. Know, we got to go. Phil, hold on. We got to go to break, and we'll take you more because I'm, I'm sure Valon is over there. He he wants to finish um, yelling and screaming. I guess right, Valon. Yeah. <laughs> hold the line, Terry. We'll take your call too when we get back. You listening to Black and Right. 
I'll return to Black and White on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and White. Marvin Gaye still winning. <laughs> we just haven't started the new competition yet. Okay, okay, wait, 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 Phil, Phil, wait, cut the music, Phil. Who you got? Pac or Vanilla Ice? Uh, Tupac oh, or Vanilla Ice? Tupac yeah, who you got? Tupac, Tupac or Vanilla Ice? Who you got? Uh, I, don't know, I don't even know. That's, that's not even close. Thank, why would Vermont, you ask? You. Why would you ask a revolutionary okay. that question? Because Pop is a revolutionary. Wait, time out. NWA or BC Boys? <laughs> See, come on, Phil. <laughs> NWA or BC Boys? <laughs> come on. Can I say the actual <laughs> word? No, 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 no you can't. <laughs> what Negroes with attitude? Okay, you can say. yeah, you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Phil. Finish your point. You were trying to make. No, I know Richard wanted to get in and say it himself, but I'm just, I'm just, um, I'm just, I'm just looking at at black conservatives, and again, black like you had a call earlier. Black conservatives attacked Brother Richard for, you know, he was making his point, but you know, come on, why y'all gonna do it in public? If you're gonna do it, and then okay, I can say I, I went to, to with, with with our friend uh, Elder, yeah. and he spent a whole forty five minutes. Well, he spent at least 25 minutes of this 45 minutes attacking the black community. It don't make no sense to keep doing that. And again, what, what Verlon is talking about, it's the whole thing about it's so easy to attack us. It's so easy to demean us. It's so, And again, even in your own party, it's so comfortable doing it that they don't really know that you're hurting yourself. I'm, I'm sitting here watching the exorcist, as a matter and, of fact. And, 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 and Phil, I'm still following my narrative from earlier about politics. You know, when the first movie came out, this was the big backlash. They seen so many black people dressing up in Afri- traditional African garb just to go see the movie because we feel connected. How do you know these people were the real who was making these comments on, 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 on social media? It, I knew they Dude, was real. It's not always but about I knew race, it was, I knew it was real the, for the first movie when they came out instant. And tried to crush black people oh, about on, why they win African garb. It's like against America. If you want to uh, be part of Africa, go oh, back to Africa God. and all the rest of that type of stuff. Listen, and the, I ra- the, they the, were ra- the racism was real and it's real now. The things I'm seeing now, I dressed up then and I dressed okay. up now in African okay. garb right, to go seconds. to the movie. We got 30 seconds. So, Valon, Valon, Valon. So is it, it Phil? Is it racist when they say that we don't know how to use computers? We can't. We can't afford IDs. You, you don't think that that that's that low that that how they think about black people that we can't be, we can't do. That doesn't piss you up. Mess you, make, make, make you mad? No, you, you're so comfortable repeating the same narrative. And but you're no not answering not me. That's that's why because you never answer me. Hold the line. Terry Don, I promise you, we'll get we'll kick Phil off when we come back. You listening to Black and Right? We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind. Thinking I can see through this. Sorry, George. <laughs> Welcome back to Black and Right. Let's go back to Phil really quickly. Phil, I got I, you. Got you. Got about forty seconds to get, make your final thoughts. Go ahead, Phil. Thank, uh, uh, Mayor Richard for 
for running and for having the courage to run and to, you know, stay in the fight. I don't, I don't, like I say, when it comes to black conservatives, I don't wish them none but the best because I think we need, we need representation in all areas of, 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 of government and uh, I wish them well. But, so, but as far as, you know, you know, get the, get, get the black conservatives together. Here's Stop a question. Talking here's, here's, a question. here's a question for you, Phil. Here's a question. I want to test your authenticity. If it had been mm. between Pritzker and Richard Irvin, who would you have voted for? Ooh, silence! Pritzker or Irvin? Who would you have voted for? <laughs> I got you on the ropes, baby! Uh, no, he didn't get a chance to run. Who so would you have voted for? Question. Pritzker? It's not a fair question. Oh, thanks for nothing. Oh, come on. Hey, Phil, thanks so much, man. Hey, I really enjoy hanging out with you guys. 80, you guys, oh, you said I can't say it. That was a, a good 86 that you, you and Milan did on me, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Later. All right, brother. All right, let's go to Terry. Terry, you got about 40 seconds. What's up? Thanks yeah, for holding. I, I've heard... I've heard the uh, problem with uh, re- Republicans is uh, they don't stick together like uh, the Democrats do. And now they're complaining about uh, Trump's uh, every little mistake. Uh, he works hard for the Republican Party. And I think for now, we all should stick with the guy that brought us. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about um, Donald Trump. Trump. Because there's a lot of people who turn against Trump. I've been watching the I'm news not turning media. against them, but you know what? I, I'm going to vote for the Republican nominee. I'm still Right now, I'm still in Camp Trump. That's where I'm at. Um, that's where I'm at, um, Terry. Thanks so much for calling, Terry. Let's go to Don from Naperville. Don, welcome back to Black and Right. Hi. I just wanted to make the point regarding Reagan. You know, professional experience also matters. Reagan was not only a former Democrat, but he was a former union president. Yeah. So messaging is important, but understanding what you believe and why you believe it based on experience is important because articulation makes people likable. An example that's, you know, is a win. Chris Lawson did win his campaign um, as King County Treasurer. You know, he's able to speak to what he experienced in personal life and business life and ex- articulate that to voters. I, you know, I, I have to be honest, though, I am a realtor by trade. And most people that I speak to, they're on an Illinois exit strategy. The question is, is as a result of this election, how many people are going to be moving out quicker now? Right. That's true. That's true. I mean, because we've Illinoisans have doubled down on tyranny. Thanks so much for calling, Don. Let's go to David real quick. David from Lansing. Thanks so much for calling back, Dave. Uh, you're welcome. Is this the election complaint line? Because I got four. <laughs> <laughs> go right ahead, buddy. Uh, <laughs> uh, number one, Sharpies led through. I walk in the room. There's 20 Sharpers on the, on the table. I said, I thought we fixed this in the primaries. And everyone's like, oh, it's what we got. I guess it's cheaper. Number two, um, they switched the precinct rooms. I now vote in Payless Heights. Oh, it's, wow. it's in the rec center. They switched. They made them like one down the hall to the left. So they switched them up, maybe to confuse uh, rooms, to confuse Republicans, because that's a primarily uh, Republican area. Yeah. Uh, number number three, um Redistricting, it looks like a slice of pie going from like Orland Park all the way into Chicago. <laughs> and the tip of the slice is probably yeah. cheating and it changed the whole district. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, number four, the election uh, person, the uh, judge, yeah. said uh, I was complaining about the markers. I brought my own, by the way. Yeah. I'm a, you know, election. Hurry, hurry up, Dave. we got to go. Way. We, we, we uh, get ready in the so show. You can use pencil the next time. The next day I found out uh, through a radio report, you cannot use pencils. So he misled me. Wow. He, he misled me. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he misled, misled you. I feel like Biden. I feel like Biden. I'm <laughs> All sorry. right, David, we got to go. Thanks so much for calling. Hey, I want to thank uh, Richard Irvin, Mayor Richard Irvin, Dennis Rebelletti, Jonathan T. Gilliam. Troublemaker, thank you so much. 
And I hope Republicans really begin to understand the distinct difference between ballots and votes. I also want to say we just recently celebrated, and I don't want to say celebrated, but more on the one-year anniversary of my son's death on November 7th. It was a really tough and hard day. Um, guys, we got to, I still believe in Illinois. I still believe in you. See you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.